Hello and welcome to the DC UK podcast. This is season four and episode 19. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Um, back on my own, uh, going, going old school, it seems. Uh, back to the old days of where it was just me on my own, talking to you guys all about DC United. So that's where we're kicking off. Um, yeah, uh, we've got uh, some news. We've got the trivia time. Uh, we've got the reviews reviews of the previous games. So that's two games since the last last episode. And then we're going to look ahead to the match this weekend against Philadelphia Union. So, hence the show title. I'm feeling lucky. Yeah. It's called a dad pun. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, let's crack on. Trivia time. Um, today's question, I should say today, this week's uh, question. In the first ever game between the two sides of DC United and Philadelphia Union... What was the score? And for a bonus point, who scored for DC United? That is this week's trivia time question. So have a little think about that. And if you've got any guesses or answers, and you know the answer, hit them up in the chat if you're watching live, or drop a tweet um, if you're listening to the show afterwards. But don't just skip to the end and tell me the answer. Don't do that. Just have a nice little wild guess. So that is the trivia time question, and we will reveal the answer at the end of the episode. But let's crack on with some of the news and talking points. So let's hit the theme. So, in the news for DC United this this last week, um, we've had Michael Estrada, whose loan deal has been cut short. Um, he hasn't appeared in, in the first team since Wayne Rooney had taken over. But in the time that he has been, had been at the club, I should say, he had scored four goals, made four assists, and he played 16 times uh, for the club, made 11 starts. So, in all honesty, contributing to eight goals in overall, that's not that bad, I want to say. It's pretty decent. It's a shame that, his, um, that Wayne can really find a place in the team for him. I mean, obviously, we've got Taxi. Um, we've got Ben Teke coming in. Uh, Ola Kamara. Uh, Jackson Hopkins. Rodriguez. Ravel Morrison. All those players who were all vying for that attacking uh, positions. And when you think about it, Estrada's just on a loan deal, so he's not even an actual proper member of the club. It's kind of makes sense that free up a bit of space, free up an international slot, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So good luck to him. He's already found a new team. Um, he is on loan at Cruz Azul in Liga MX, um, and he's got to get that game time it is a World Cup year Ecuador are in the World Cup uh, they're in the same group as Qatar so he'll want to make as much of an impact as he can make sure he's in that uh, World Cup in uh, November I still can't get over that why on earth is it at that time of year well you know corrupt FIFA 
what can you say? Um, so, like I said, good luck to um, Estrada, and hopefully he has a, um, a good time in his new new team. Uh, other bits of news. Um, I mean, today, Bill Hamid just shared a tweet um, that there is a video attached to it. And it sounds like and looks like that he's back in training. So he's, I know he's um, due to um, have his child next month, um, but it's great to see him that he's actually back in training. So that'll give uh, some good competition. It'll be interesting to see what happens to one of the other keepers because that'll mean we'll have Ochoa, Hamid, Romo, and Kempen. I'd like to know what you guys think. Um, I mean, it's probably pretty obvious what is going to happen, but what do you think? I mean, for me, I think Kempen will either drop down to Loudon um, or get released. More likely get released, I think, actually thinking about it. And then Romo will probably spend time at Loudon and get some game time down there. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see who fights it out between uh, Ochoa and Hamid. That's a great couple of keepers that we've got there. Um, Hamid, obviously, form patchy, to say the least. But, you know, uh, Achoa, great keeper. He made his debut uh, midweek against uh, LAFC, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a good time for defence to have two, at least two very good keepers. Um, gives them confidence. And it means they can relax a little bit and not have to worry about making too many tackles because they've got someone good in the sticks. Yeah. Uh, very, very good. I'm happy about that. Um, Heinz Eich, who got injured against uh, Charlotte, um, had a scan and unfortunately he is out for the season, which is a huge shame. Um, big, big shame for him. We have had a few defensive injuries. We've got two, two now that are season ending. Obviously, Brad Smith, um, our left back, he had a ACL injury early on in the season and now Brendan Hines like is out for the rest of the season it's something like four and a half to six months out with his uh, foot injury you just I know he had a quite a major injury last year as well um, which kept him out for a couple of months as well so two years on the bounce with two pretty big injuries is not great um, yeah we'll see um, I've just seen in the chat Stu hello um, let me know if you've got any questions. If you're watching live, well, just drop them in the chats. Uh, doesn't matter which platform you're watching, uh, Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. Um, just drop them in the chat. Uh, I will see them come through and I will answer them on the episode live. Uh, other bits of news. Um, as I just mentioned, Ajo made his debut against LAFC and uh, Victor Paulson made his debut against New, Eng- New England. And he actually made... Um, what was it? Hey, I actually played the full game. Suddenly lost my thought there uh, because Kim, uh, who uh, decides to pop up in the chat, just uh, he's going to be Bristol, as in Bristol, England. Because if you're in Bristol, England, I'm coming down to see you because that's amazing. Uh, well, it depends on what day of the week it is because I'm in Birmingham next week as well. So, but. That's awesome if you're in Bristol, England. You'll enjoy it if you've never been. Uh, Bristol's a great city. Um, usually one of the happiest places in the UK uh, to live in. So you've got that. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, probably 
very big news uh, going into this weekend. Uh, Rooney has said it is unlikely that Benteke will make his debut, unfortunately. So, Heather, um, I know you're going to be a bit upset about that because you've been really looking forward to seeing Benteke come and play, but his visa still hasn't arrived. Um, so, it's very unlikely that he'll make his debut this weekend. Well, more than likely be against uh, Atlanta United uh, next weekend on the 28th which is a quite a nice kickoff. Uh, 9pm for us in the UK, so no late night on that one. Looking forward to that. Should be great. Might even get in the uh, post-match press conference. We'll see. Um, so yeah, it's that as the news. Um, no other talking points to really go through, so um, I'll roll the, uh, roll the theme. Well, there you go. That was the news. Um, so we're moving on to a bit of an analysis and rundown of the previous two games. So first up, we've got the New England game. Um, it's it's pretty difficult because we've had two back-to-back defeats, both 1-0, but we've got to go through them, give you guys my, my point of view, because, you know, DCUK is all about the view from this side of the pond. Um, so, yeah. On the road against New England, we got beat 1-0, as I just said. Um, Stats-wise, uh, possession, uh, they had 43.4%. We had 56.6%, so we had a really good amount of possession. Uh, they had 20 shots to our 13. So plenty of attacking intent in this game. Uh, seven shots on target for New England, three on target for us. Uh, we had three offsides to the nil. And 11 fouls um, for them, 15 for us. Uh, expected goals, uh, 2.4 to our 0.7. Now, I've seen it in a few different charts and a few different places that, uh, you know, um, there was, uh, what can I say? Uh, it was a bit of a boring game and we weren't, didn't look that great attacking. But to me, the bits I saw, because I, I watched the game live, um, stayed up obviously late for that one, um, I thought we played all right. Defensively, we looked really solid, apart from a couple of times. Well, I, I, no, I tell like we didn't look hugely solid, um, especially down the right. We had uh, Emma Boateng, um, who was a DC United player back in the day, tearing Andy Nahar apart, unfortunately. He looked not that great defensively, couldn't keep up with him because Boateng's got some pace on him. And they exploited it very, very well. Um, they exploited both both wings, uh, to be fair, because Brandon By looked good down um, their right. So, and that's where their goal came from. It came from a Brandon By cutback, and Carlos Hill just blasted it into the back of the net. It was a, it was a well worked goal. Can't argue with it. Um, Aroma wasn't really going to save that one. The pace on it, um, it was just one of those. But to say that we didn't look like scoring, I think it's not doing us any justice. Because Petrovic made some fantastic saves. Um, I mean, <laughs> what can he do? Petrovic had a great game, made some fantastic saves. And, you know, on another day, we could have at least got a point out of that one, I think. Um, I think we were lucky not to get um, the, the goal in that one. It was just, you know, like I say, on another day, we would have scored in that one. And it's just a shame. Um for that game, I thought we were going in the right direction. So things are looking good. 
Um, also, as I mentioned before, Paulson uh, made his debut, played the full game. I thought he looked decent, um, covered a lot of grounds, managed to get himself booked, which is probably what he's actually paid to do. Um, make, get those tackles in, get those tactical fouls in, so stop those counters. Um, I was I was happy with him. Uh, him, Ravel Morrison looked good in the middle. Again, I'm not going to complain with that one too much. Um, for a first game, um, wasn't expecting him to play the full 90, but he did. Very, very good. Um, I think he'll win a lot of fans over the next few games um, and over the time that he's actually here. He's currently a DP, and I think the aim going into 2023 is going to buy down that DP slot so we can actually get somebody else in in 2023. So that'll be very, very cool. Um <laughs> I'm just seeing the, the comments coming in the chat here. Kim just saying about Ben Tech, he will know when he's about to get his visa, when he boards a plane for Belgium to get to go pick it up. I mean, that's fair. Um, we'll just need to keep an eye on the flights from Belgium to DC just to see if there's anything coming in. I don't know whether... Is there a direct flight? Probably should check with uh, Emma from uh, in the group, uh, which also goes to show. If you want to come join us at DC UK, um, just go to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. The link is in the description. Um, it's completely free to do so, but you can choose to support us. Um, that goes through to obviously hosting the show, hosting the website, all the good things that go along with it. Um, and if you do become a member, um, you'll get yourself a nice uh, membership t-shirt as well. Um, if you can be- become a paid member, that is. Um, just more comments coming in. Brian thinks... Uh, Brian Greenberg, that is also another DC UK member, uh, thinks we're going to beat Filthy. Um, that's his take on uh, Philly Union. Uh, Guna Boy, um, bottom of the East, Toronto next to us now, they're three points behind a playoff spot. So, um, yeah, I mean, this season is pretty much now. Relax, let's just get what we can, try our best, and you know, see where see where the season takes us. I, I think the pressure's off us now. Um, Emma, hello. Um, nice to see you there. Was there a, di- a direct flight to DC from Belgium? We'll see. Um, and uh, Brian's just saying, fun group. Yeah, DC UK is a quality group. Um, lots of great people in there. Lots of great people. Every single one of you is a fantastic person. I love the community that's been built Um in, in the group is just fantastic and there is a direct flight so Emma task for you just let us know when the next flight's from Belgium to DC are then we can keep an eye and see whether Benteke arrives in DC on those dates um, let's just have a quick look at the table uh, yeah uh, we're not getting off the bottom anytime soon because uh, Above us is Atlanta United on uh, 29 points. We're on 22. Um, playing the same amount of games. So, you know, yeah, the pressure is really, really off us now. Uh, we're 11 points off playoffs uh, with, what, nine games to go? I think I think we'll be all right. And uh, Tom, who you know from uh, being on this podcast uh, many times, if you're a long-time watcher, uh, viewer this week. Uh, so, hey, Tom. Um, right, moving on to the game from the midweek, which I definitely didn't stay up for or get up early for. Um, I needed my sleep on that one. Um, you know, half three kickoff in the morning. Didn't fancy it. I've done it before. It knocks me out for the day. And it was a, 
It's a weekday. If it was a weekend, I might have done it. Might have just done it. But, you know, um, yeah, not going to do it this time. So um, I was just asking, is Benteke back in Belgium? Well, generally speaking, when it comes to visas, he needs to go, they need to go back to the country that they're from um, to get their visa or where their passport is held. Um, so doesn't always have to be the case. You can nominate another country um, from what I've, what I've read and what I know. But generally speaking, they'll go back to uh, the country of their passport and get the visa sorted out and then come back, which seems a bit of a strange thing to do when considering the, the way things are at the moment, uh, fuel prices and things like that. You think just do it in the country that you're going to work in. I don't know whether that, that's just me or whether that just makes common sense or if I'm just being a bit too simple about it. But if you can nominate a country, just do it where, you, where you're going to be. You know, uh, Brian just says, like Lasso, believe, you know, I mean, there's believing and then there's believing. I'm going to leave that one there. But yeah, LAFC. So again, it was a one nil defeat. Unfortunately, they had 51.6% possessions out of 38.4. They had 19 shots to our 12 uh, with five on target to our three. Uh, one offside apiece. Uh, they had 12 fouls to our 17. Uh, expected goals was 2 to 0. 0.6 um, and then the ones that I want to obviously bring up and then talk about is yellow cards LFC got one yellow card we got five so let that just sink in a little bit we got five yellow cards um, and Wayne Rooney wants to comment about this because he was asked about it um, in the post-match press conference um, and Obviously, Rooney picked up a yellow card as well, so that isn't even listed on there. Um, he said the referee was, in his words, to stop him from getting into trouble. Very strange, um, which I completely agree with. Um, looking at the at the highlights and things, um, they didn't show every single yellow card. They only showed uh, Ravel Morrison's yellow card and Burbam's second yellow card for my foul, which, to be fair, the second yellow card was definitely a yellow card. I don't think anyone could argue with that one. But from what you guys have said out there, um, especially in the TCUK chat, the first yellow card should never have been a yellow card. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Goonie boy, uh, thank you for that. Uh, referee was fraudulent. Um, I'm just trying to find out. Uh, the referee is now uh, Rami Tushan. Um he has previously refed for us and he's been awful. Um, there was, oh, I can't remember if it was in Discord or whether it was in our chat, um, but he refed um, when Rooney was playing, uh, when we played San Jose at home. And yeah, just, he couldn't even measure out 10 yards. And I remember that because Rooney measured out 10 yards for him. That's embarrassing that you can't come to 10 to do the 10 yard distance for the free kick to the wall. <laughs> yeah. It just baffles me. Uh, a child got booked for time wasting in the 59th minute. Time wasting in the 59th minute. One. Why? And two, uh, the big thing was he didn't get any warning whatsoever. Uh, so, you know, mm, uh, you'd get normally get 
a warning or two. You look at, um, I don't know whether you guys out there watched the, oh, I think it was the Liverpool uh, Palace game uh, at the week on Monday night. And the Palace keeper was t- was taking liberties, I want to say, and using his time wisely to waste that time. Um, granted, they still drew 1-1, but, you know, he was getting warned and warned and he still didn't get booked. Then you look at this game, no warnings and straight booking. And the LAFC keeper, according to Rooney, because again, the highlights didn't show it, um, was time-wasting shortly after, got a couple of warnings and still didn't get booked. Consistency is needed in refereeing. doesn't matter what the type of decision is. As long as it's consistent, then that's fair. If you're a bad ref, be bad for both sides, not just one. So, you know, but then that's MLS refereeing. It's been like that for years. doesn't feel like it's ever going to change. You know, what can you say? Uh, Kim just coming in with Rooney is new at managing, but he's mastered the sly comment during a post-match interview. That's impossible to get fined for element. Yes, he has. And he's, uh, he's been at that. He's been doing that for years in his playing career as well. He's always been top notch with his comments. So, um, other things I wanted to bring up, uh, from that game was the fact that Ochoa made his debut, as I mentioned uh, before for me in those highlights, he looked great. He's made some fantastic saves. Um, really good at parrying the ball. Just that one mistake with the goal uh, where he slipped over, which to be fair, even if he didn't slip, I think this would have scored, but it just looked worse than that than it actually was. Um, for the defence, that's going to give them more confidence when you see keeper making those big, big saves, big time saves. It, the scoreline could have been worse. Um, on the other hand, it could have actually could have been better for us because you look at actually... Um, some of the chances that we had first half Steve Birnbaum with a header um, really good header great save hit the headed it down into the ground skipped up keeper made a good save low down um, Taxi Fantas um, with a really good um, shot in the second half drilled from range off the inside of the post and somehow still didn't go in so you know I think it was a game where we could have been beaten a bit more heavier but we could also could have taken something from it. Um, good about just saying Dirk and Sloppy and a single pass from Vela spit our entire defence. It's a fair point. In the build-up, Dirk and did uh, lose the ball. I don't think the pass was that good to him. Granted, he shouldn't have lost the ball, but I think the pass could have been better. Um, Vela, he's always going to split defences. Um, his vision, the way he can pick out a player is fantastic. So that was always going to be something we needed to keep an eye on and you know that 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 is it <laughs> and i'm just saying uh, in the dc uk chat um over on twitter flights uh from brussels to dc so we've got two flights tomorrow uh then uh, basically it's two flights tomorrow saturday and sunday so if there's any opportunity for Benteke to play on Saturday, he needs to get on a flight from Brussels to DC tomorrow. So he's picked up that visa. That's my well known. Um, and I imagine that will be close uh, and it'll probably be at a bench appearance, I would say. Um, otherwise, after that, then yeah, it's going to go into the next week. But thank you for that, Emma. I appreciate it. Um, so 
other things um i wanted to say because yeah, i mentioned about the front ass uh the taxi effort for me overall considering the amount of traveling that the team have done which i looks on google maps i did it through driving but obviously it's going to be a bit different but traveling over three thousand miles in the last week um which in itself is an ordeal um that's going to tire you out anyway cross time zones <laughs> so when you think about it you're going on to uh pacific time so they went over up to uh new england uh, to play in that game same time zone uh which was what for over 400 miles on the road <clears throat> excuse me then over to la which was like over 3,000 miles um a huge amount of traveling and then obviously they're coming back that's gonna be uh, there's so many, many mileage in this league now, there will be some tight legs going into this weekend's game, but Philly are in the same position. Um, so there will be some tight legs, and Philly played a full team in midweek, but I will come on to that in just a moment. Um, just to kind of wrap up the review of the last couple of games, so a lot of people were expecting a thumping, um, myself included. Um, I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to get absolutely this week I was scared though it was going to be a cricket score I'm not going to lie but it wasn't which is great so happy days um, I think the level of performance that the lads put in the defensive work um, the performance of Achawa all those little bits that how close we were to actually scoring the last two games as well the fact that inside of the post so flipping close Um the great saves from both uh, LAFC and in the New England game. It's a matter of time before we get that goal. So hopefully it'll be this weekend, which leads me on to the game against Philly. So a little rundown head-to-head wise against Philadelphia Union, I should say. It's on Saturday evening, um, 7.30 kickoff, Eastern time, 12.30 a.m. Uh, UK time. Um Belgian, uh, Belgium, it's 1.30 in the morning. Um, Central time will be 6.30 and so on and so forth. Um, you'll just need to work it out from wherever you are in the world. Uh, but it is 12.30 uh, British summer time. Head to head. We've won 11 um, of the games. Uh, Philly have won 19 and there's been five draws. Um, so Philly are ahead of us in this one. Um, whilst in the previous two, it's been very even. Uh, Philly have won the 10 of the previous 12 games. Oh, so they're a bit of a um, bogey side for us at the moment. Obviously, the, that's including the 7-0 defeat that we had last month, which if we could not talk about that one anymore, that'd be great. Uh, our recent form, we've lost nine in the last 13. Uh, that's including two wins and two defeat and two draws in there as well. Um, Philly have lost their fourth game of the season midweek against uh, fourth away game of the season against uh, Dallas. Oh, sorry. No, I'm reading that wrong. Fourth game of the season. Um, they got beat 2-1. Uh, two of their defeats so far this season have come away and that is in their last two um, away games. So on the road, they're not doing so well recently. Um, we haven't scored for four matches though, which isn't great. It's the second longest run for us um, in our history of not scoring, 
which doesn't look good for Rudy. Let's put it that way. When he was a forward and his team wasn't scoring goals. Mm. Bit strange, but you know, we'll see what happens this weekend. Our longest uh, run of not scoring in games was five. And that was back in 2002. And again, that was actually July to August, a similar time of year. Um, says a lot about the summer months. Um, whether we take that into consideration or not. Meh. Um, uh, so far this season, we typically average around 48% possession. That is, seems to be creeping up and up and up. Um, since Rooney's uh, joined, we've had more possession than not. Um, Philadelphia typically have 43% possession. So I expect us to have a bit more than them. Uh, let's put it that way. We can also expect around 28 fouls. 28, 29. Um, we average around 14.4 a game and Philly average 14.1. Depending on how good the referee is, but that hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> Could be more. They seem to really like giving the fouls against us at the moment. Um, even really weird ones. Um, just going to think back to the the game midweek. Ravel Morrison's yellow card won the ball. Oh, that was a good strong tackle. 20, 20, 30 years ago, we would have been applauding that. Wouldn't have got a card. Game would have carried on. But it isn't like that anymore, is it? Um, so, yeah. So, hopefully, we'll have a strong referee uh, for this game. Hopefully, it'll allow the game to flow as well. Again, that's something that I've noticed myself over this the course of this season. Because of the refereeing, the games have always been a bit stop, start, stop, start. I mean, I, I see us getting between 25 to 30 fouls a game. And when you think that's a stoppage every three to four minutes, then you add in the amount of time that the ball is out of play. You're really not getting a long run of actual soccer. It's just playing for about a minute, minute and a half. Then there's a foul. The ball might go out for a goal kick. You then have, what, five, ten seconds there. It all adds up. It's very strange. Um, I'll keep an eye out for that um, and see what you guys think out there, whether it is just stop, start, stop, start. But, you know, we shall see. Uh, game, it's being broadcast uh, in the usual places in the USA. So on, on NBC Sports Washington, on DCUnited.com and Telecitos. Uh, for, if you want the Spanish, uh, with uh, Moises Linares and uh, Luciano Emilia. It nearly went out my head there. That would have been embarrassing. Um, obviously, if you go on DCUnited.com or NBC Sports Washington, you'll get the lovely Dave Johnson and Devin McTavish. Hopefully we'll get another shout out because um, we've been getting a lot of shout outs I've got I love Dave and uh, Devin for that giving us the great shout outs every, every week um, love them I absolutely love them to bits um, for us in the UK it's been broadcast on Premier Sports 2 which is unfortunately pay-per-view uh, well not say pay-per-view uh, pay TV I think it's like 10 quid a month when you need the grand scheme of things for what you get with those channels as well it's actually pretty blooming good um, but you know, I've got VPN. Um, if you need a VPN, click the, there's a little offer link in the description. It all goes again towards supporting DC UK. So if you need a VPN, go out there, get signed up, um, help us out on that one. Uh, good boy. Dave's a legend. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I still love, love that time when he uh, came down to the tailgate when we were out there and just, Came to say hello. It's just fantastic. What a brilliant time that was. And same with Dev as well. When he came down and actually came on the show, just impromptu. 
just fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, Philly, I've only scored four goals in their previous six away games. So, a bit toothless away at the moment. Fingers crossed. Uh, their roster so far, they've got uh, only one DP and Mikael Ure, um, who did play against us earlier on uh, in the season. They've got no under 22 initiatives, no generation Adidas players, Adidas. I can't believe I just said Adidas. Tom and Dave are not going to give me, let that up, are they? Damn it. Never mind. Uh, Philadelphia have got nine homegrown players. So it just shows how strong their youth program is and how much of an emphasis they have on homegrown and the American player because they've only got four internationals. Only four, which is fantastic. I love that. I love seeing clubs who really want to bring in the youth, bring it all local and actually make make a team that's about the community. And that's what DC is doing that as well at the moment. So you've obviously got the Loudoun United. You've got a great academy coming through. You've got lots of great players. Um, the DMV is fantastic for talent. There's so many great clubs out there. Really, really cool. So go and, I mean, if you're a young guy um, or a young person who wants to go and play, go and do it. Go and do it. Uh, did the union use up all their goals in their, in their boots against DC and Houston? I mean, <laughs> yeah I mean they scored what six against Houston and obviously seven against us so yeah fingers crossed that is the case but they are scoring plenty of goals they've scored how many this season so far I mean the top of the Eastern they've scored 45 goals in 26 games so they're averaging nearly two a game um, they've only conceded 20 overall this season so it's less than a goal a game so yes um it's they've got a tight defense obviously I think it's uh, Andre Blake in goal um, is he still there oh my mind has gone blank I'm sure he's still there uh, rosters Philly 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 oi 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 where are you there we go roster Andre Blake yes yeah I wasn't going mad that's alright then uh, other big players that they've got obviously um, young wise Paxton Harrison really good player um, I think he's fantastic uh, who else you got uh, Jack Elliott why do I know that name why do I so he's an English defender but he's not an international so obviously he spent quite a bit of time at um, Philadelphia or in America just in general he's Okay, yeah, so you went to uni in America. Fair enough. Uh, West Virginia. Um, started his career at uh, Philadelphia um, in Bethlehem. There you go. That's why I know the name. I'm sure I've seen him on uh, Football Manager. Uh, who else they've got on there? Um, who I think is actually a pretty good player. Obviously the usuals. Um I mean, Real's a decent defender. Kai Wagner is a good defender. Forwards, forwards, forwards. Who they got at the moment? So, Chris Donovan, oh, Julian Carranza, who scored that uh, bicycle against us. Um, I was disappointed we didn't actually pick him up because I know he, he, I'm sure he was signed 
as a freebie, wasn't he? I'm sure he was a freebie. Uh, da, 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 da. No, uh, he was on on loan, um, and then 250k of gam. I would have liked him. I think he would have been a great player for us. And Tom, based on the uh, football manager comment, is just asking, what is your go-to football manager team that you don't normally support? It's a very good question. Uh, It's generally a bit random, but I'm currently managing Boston United. A bit random, I know, but Boston United, um, I'm doing it where all the players and all the staff don't have to get work permits. So they are either from uh, UK or Ireland, um, or they have the second nationality of being either British or Irish. So they don't have to get that work permit. And so far, I've taken them from the Vanarama National North up to the, I'm currently top of the uh, League Two at the moment. And it's going rather well. Can't argue with it. So, um, <laughs> Stu, I should have not nearly snorted my drink out through my nose at Philly, Philly, Philly. Oi, oi, oi. I'm a simple creature. Yes, you asked you. And we love you for that. Um, if, if you also laughed at that one, I'd love to know, but uh, it's it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing on Twitter, uh, Jim, uh, who does United Night Out, uh, just um, doing a nice gif over on Twitter, replying to my I am live uh, tweet. Uh, I mean, Tom saying start as unemployed with zero experience and accept whoever offers first. I'm not... I, <laughs> I like to enjoy my day. But, you know, Boston United, going from the bottom bottom uh, league to the top, is so far been very enjoyable. Loving it. Um, Sounds of cracking players. Keep an eye on the youth. I've got a nice young team coming in. I think I've got the youngest in the league too. I think it's average age of 22 now. Which typically ends up how I do it. So, yeah. Anyway. Back from far. I mean, I'm looking forward to FN23 when that comes out. Um, I'll always do my normal save with Millsborough and DC United um, just to see how that goes. I would love to see MLS Next Pro and USL in FM23. Not sure it'll ever happen, but it'll be great. It'll be fantastic because uh, I'd love to see when you send a player down to Loudoun, them to actually get games rather than just being down there. They just sit, sit there and lose much sharpness and it kind of becomes a bit pointless having that affiliated club. But there you go. Um, so yeah, so LAFC, uh, not LAFC, Philadelphia Union. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to think of how we're going to do this one. I think we'll finally get that goal. And I think once we get that goal, they'll start becoming a bit more free-flown. If we score first, I'm going to be wild here and say 2-0. I don't think we'll concede. However... However, if they do score first, then we're going to get beat. But, and I don't think we'll score. I think our heads will go down and it's just going to be that little rut that we're in at the moment. But if we can score first, I think we can win 2-0. I think we can do do well. We seem to be defensively pretty good. I mean, you look at the last couple of games, we've only conceded one goal. Uh, in both those games, the last three, we've conceded two overall because we drew 0-0 against New York Red Bulls. So... Things are 
getting much better at the back, considering the fact that we've got injuries happening to his left, right and centre. Yeah, I think 2-0. I want to know what you guys out there think. What what are your score predictions out there? Let me know. Hit them up in the chat there. Let's see some coming through. Um, I know Tom, I'm expecting Tom to go with a draw. If Daniel's watching, I'm expecting to see a defeat. Um, Stu, depends how much he's drank. Um, Be good to know. So keep them coming in. Um, Whilst waiting for those score predictions to come in, if you're going to do any, um, we're going to do some fan questions. So first up, I uh, came from over on Instagram, uh, which is from uh, King Jones one underscore on Instagram. Um, also, his name LJ. Um, he seems to uh, keep coming in with the uh, good old uh, questions. So thank you very much. Um, I love seeing your questions come in. So his question to me was: uh, Is it fair to critique Rooney so far? I mean, I think it's always fair to critique someone because without that critique. How do you improve? You're always going to need something to improve. Nobody's perfect in this day and age. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my critique is we're not scoring enough. Um, part of that is down to luck. Part of that is down to confidence. Um, part of that is down to the fact that I think we seem to be chopping and changing who's seems to be the speedhead of the attacks. And I think that's gonna that will change once Benteke comes in, um, because he will be that 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 target man, that player that we will focus on to get those goals. But right now we've got obviously Kamara, we've got Taxi, we've got uh, Miguel Berry, who seem to be rotating, um, and I don't think that's good. I think we need to have that consistency there um, to really help drive the goals through. Um, Berry. Um, against New England was on the right, which I was surprised by. I mean, I've seen Kamara play on the wing more than I've seen Barry. So that was a bit of a strange decision for me. Um, so if I'm going to critique Rooney, that's where I'm going to critique him. I'm not going to critique him for the defensive play because that has been massively improved since he's come in, apart from the uh, Charlotte game where we got trounced 3-0, but we're looking a lot better at the back. Um, and I think that's down to one he's probably just said stop worrying um, but I think it's also down to the fact that we've moved away from that three back formation to a four back formation for me that's always more solid um, so I'm happy about that um, then you've got your two holding midfield players one of them seems to be Ravel um, or he, more recently he's been a bit more um, forwards now that we've got Paulson in so that's good so we've seen more from Ravel and you look at the last two games um, he's been actually getting on the edge of the box and actually found some good shots in um, and that was the game against uh, New England so he had a fantastic effort saved from uh, Petrovic so things are happening up top there um, like I said it's just going to be a matter of time so fair to critique always always fair and as long as it's constrict- constructive then that's fair if you're critiquing him just for the sake of critiquing him and it's just done to be mean and, and mean and nasty then no I'm not for that as long as it's constructive and, it, and it's done in the right way where you can take that that um, criticism on board and do something with it 
I'm good for it. Um, Stu is going to go for a 4-4 thriller. Throw caution to the wind. I mean, that will be entertaining. That will keep me awake. I'm sure I'll keep everyone awake. And I'm sure I'll keep everyone else in the stadium awake. Um, I like that. But let's go for 4-3. Actually, no, 5-3. Uh, um, and, you know, but, yeah, absolutely unrespectful with critiquing. Got to be respectful. Uh, actually, I think that was the word I was looking for. Um, might need Philly to help us with a couple of own goals, maybe three. I mean, if that's what it, I mean, to be fair, I don't care how they go in. Once we get goals, I think that's it. But, you know, even if it's, it's a rebound off the arse, I'm going to take it. That's, a, I mean, if it takes a, if it takes one of those types of goals just to kick things off, yes, please. So, um, but yeah, to wrap that question up, absolutely fair. As long as it's done in a good way, it's respectful and it's not done in harsh and just for being nasty sake. Um, Brian, uh, who's in DCK, Brian L. Um, this accent, who stays longer? Rooney or Ben Teke? Very good question. I mean, you look at Ben Teke, he's what, 31 now? So he's probably got another three, maybe four years left in him. Rooney's on a contract uh, to the end of next season with an option for 2024. Um, hmm. It's actually a tricky one, you know. It's an incredibly tricky I mean, I would love to see both stay for quite a long time and build and really for build an absolute dynasty here. But... This is MLS and this is Rooney. It's probably not going to happen. Um, Rooney will, will get a good job in England and that's where I think he deserves to be. And he's, I think he deserves the great, great jobs. And this will be a great test for him because, you know, we are bottom of, bottom of, the, bottom of the league. Um, he had a good time at Derby. Yes, they got relegated, but the way he turned that team around with the cars they got dealt with, it's fantastic. So he's proved himself in the championship under incredibly difficult, probably the most difficult circumstances I've ever seen. Um, but another big test is doing it on foreign soil. Yes, it's a club that he's familiar with, but on foreign soil in a different league with a different style of play, different pace of play, that's where he will actually show how good of a manager he is. So, yeah, I mean, if I had to say, put it down and answer, I would say Ben Teke. Um, in all honesty, I think I think he'll stay the longer, but I would love to see them both stay for a long, long time. That'd be great. Um, Stu's just rightly said, Rooney's still laying foundations and building a team a lot more positive about squad depth already. The playing style will settle with time. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, that, that hits the nail on the head. You look at this season so far. We start with Lasada, who was playing high press. Um Goal guns blazing, or things off the pitch. Probably not great, but you know, that's how it was. Then you look at the fact that I got fired. Then we had Chad Ashton, who tried to keep that going, but obviously not quite as much. Um, still the same formation, but not quite as high a press as it used to be. Then you got Rooney, so the third coach this season with another style of play and uh, new people coming in. We've had plenty of transfers in throughout the summer. It's going to take a while to settle in. So, 
yeah, things are changing. It's great. And I love where we're going. But yeah, um, it's going to take a little bit of time just to get used to it. And this winter window is going to be huge for the club. This is the window that will be, that we'll see how the next decade goes. I think that's how important this window is going to be. Not to put any pressure on Sean, Lucy, Dave and Stuart, um, who do all the conversations, who do all the back, the background checks, the scouting and everything. But for me, this winter window is what sets us for the next next 10 years. If we get this right and we end up 2023 with a bit of success, that will kick things on. If this window goes terrible and we have another bad season next year, that's it. We're going to have another five, six years of absolute dross. So, Stuart, uh, not Stuart, Sean, Lucy, Dave, Stuart, if you're watching or you're listening at any point, we wish you all the best. Uh, but this window, this winter window, is absolutely critical. So, pressure's on, but make us proud. Um, a couple of comments just coming in there. Um, Kim's just agreeing with Stu there. Um, it takes a while to turn around a big ship, and fundamentally, absolutely. You've got to think, there's so much to do with the organization um, from the back end, but also on the pitch as well. Um, there's the ways of play that what have been ingrained in the team in the past 18 months with that, and then you've got someone else coming in. Yes, it's Wayne. You're going to respect that. You're going to take everything he says on board. But they will have got used to the way of playing. They got used to high press. Um, the big thing that struck me, though, was the fact that he said there's, the players aren't fit enough. When you've got two managers who said that in a row, that, that to me, that rings a little bit of an alarm bell. Um, that when you're saying the players aren't fit enough, that they can't last. you got the big one, I think it was against Charlotte, when um, Rooney said after the game that Sammy Kadiri was getting cramped in the 70th minute. 70th minute. I um, mean, if it was the 89th minute, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, 70th was a bit early. So hopefully, again, they'll work on that fit. They'll have been working on that fitness and things will pick up from there. Um, but also, Kim's just saying that uh, he likes the current changes in the direction. Key is laying it down as a long term thing. Absolutely. Um, the front office have been saying about having that identity. I mean, obviously when Hernan came in, they were, they were like, yep, this is the identity we want. Obviously things didn't work out and they made changes. People complained that they were making changes and why are we doing this? What we, we said we were going with this identity, this, that and the other, but we were complaining that they stuck with Ben Olsen for, for far too long. Now they've made changes. It's good. It's good to see that they're, they're admitting their mistakes and they're going forward. So, yeah, I like it. I think it's great. Um, hopefully Rooney stays with us until at least the end of next year, if not longer. We exercise that option for 2024 and we get some success. To be fair, I don't care whether it's the US Open Cup. Um, I'd love to see us make a run in that playoffs next year. Um, you know, Hopefully we'll get that just success. For me, success is making the playoffs and getting past that first game um, as it stands right now. If we can get to the conference finals, brilliant. If we can win the MS Cup, 
dreamland absolute dreamland um just uh, again kim thank you for the uh, comments in the chat i don't know if we're reading not fit enough the same way as wayne in some ways i think it means players who have some knocks who can't do the 90 not that players don't have the tank for 90 plus um yeah yes and no i think we should there'll be players out there who aren't less than eight minutes who should, definitely should be um at a minimum players should be able to last 90 minutes um but if they've got knocks i'd want that to be known um after the game if that's the reason why they can last 90 um it's just that being open and honest um aspect of things so that's what i would expect to see um and i think rooney is a honest guy um he seems to be and i know um a few members of the front office are quite open and honest as well and it's a refreshing to see and to be fair it's actually the english um the new guys who've come in like lucy and sean who've come in and they've been quite frank about some things a lot of people think it's smoke and mirrors but um each time i've spoken to sean it's been great i've spoken to lucy um in dms and she's been great so i've got no no issues with it at all um Again, Marcia, I'm loving this. So thank you very much for keeping that chat going. Uh, Rooney is a step in the right direction, obviously, but the front office clearly have made too many mistakes. Can we trust them to back Rooney while he's at the club? I think I think so. I think we've seen that already with Benteke. Uh, Rooney transfer fee was £5 million, which for Benteke is actually quite, quite a good price, I thought. And again, that I think will go into um, the winter window and that's when we'll see if they really will back him or not. Um, but if there's anybody you're going to back, it's obviously going to be Wayne. Um, he's not going to take any SHIT. Not at all. Um, I mean, we obviously seen him on the pitch and how much passion he has. As long as he brings that to the front office and, and demands those quality players to come in and make a difference, then absolutely fair. But I also, I believe that he will bring in the youth through the youth like Jackson Hopkins, um, who we've seen quite a lot since he's come in. It's great. I love it. I love Jackson. He's been fantastic. Um, seems to have a great cross on him, a lot of energy. Um, hopefully he stays for a couple more seasons. Um, he's definitely destined for Europe. Absolutely. Um, what we need for a long run for Rooney at DC is Premier League matches stability. Yeah, like that's ever going to happen. <laughs> oh, good one, Kim. You made me laugh. Uh, but that's never going to never going to happen. Um, I think not fit also equals I want to play Andy in a heart and COA for 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and Naha, I think, is one of those players who can do the 90 minutes, but it needs to be the right conditions. Like, I not uh, tough because obviously the way his knees are um, which I was quite surprised to see him against New England but you know obviously he must have had good um, medicals and good um, advice from the uh, from the fitness team and the physios so you know uh, Gunny Boyce and Ted uh, Ted uh, Pietro. Um, yeah absolutely another great uh, great youngster that we've got coming through and you look at the MLS Next Pro tournaments uh, the under 16s winning that we're going to have some great players um, uh, Peacock and goal looked fantastic really pleased about that so the youth for DC as long as we get to keep them and we bring them keep getting those minutes at Loudon then bring them through to the first team 
I think we're going to have a good few years from the youth. Let's put it that way. Um, there's great talent in the DMV as long as we keep picking those guys up. Um, Alex in Adelaide, good morning to you, sir. Um, is there anyone at the club that has won the MLS club in the last 10 years? That's a very good question. Uh, Miguel Berry? I want to say. I oh, know, did he join last year? Uh, right, let's have a look. Let's have a little run through our roster. So, uh, Fletcher playing well with Loudon could be the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Christian Fletcher, yeah, that's a very good shout. Very, very good shout. Uh, I'm still looking going through the list. Um, I'd have to check with Ola Kamara and see whether he actually won one or not, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Uh, I don't... Uh, did Brad Smith win one with um, Seattle? Ooh... Career stats. Let's have a look. I think he probably did, actually. Uh, MLS Cup winners. Sorry, I'm Googling right now. John uh, Kempton. <laughs> Kim, please. Oh, yes, he did. Flip a neck. Fair play. Well remembered. Oh, my word. But come on. He might have won one, but did he actually play? Mm. Right, that's... Uh, right, so Seattle last won MLS Cup in 2020. Uh, I years of appearances. So one in 2019 and 2016. So Brad Smith was there uh, for the 2019 one, and he played 25 games that season. So Brad Smith is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, one of those Kim jumping up and down serious I mean come on John Kempen I'm just going to shake my head at you um, Stu Cotton really obviously burst onto the scene as a 16 year old spent years at Man United watching players be developed for the first team I'd like to think he'd give plenty of chances to those under 16s in the future yeah absolutely as long as he's still here then yeah absolutely um and if you see in a couple of years' time, I think that's when we'll start seeing those under-16s that are in that tournament starting to come through. Kevin um, <laughs> has more rings than I do. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got more rings than a heck of a lot of us, uh, or any of us that will. Shame. It's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, right. This has been great. Absolutely loving the chat. Thank you so much for all of these messages that are coming through. It's been fantastic. But you know, it's come to that time where we have to uh, wrap the show up. But before we do, we need to go to trivia time. Um, so if you ha- joined us later into the show, um, do not worry. The question was um, in the first ever game between Philadelphia and DC United, what was that score? And for a bonus point, who scored for DC United? I'll give you a little moment just to have a little think about that because the game was back in 2010. I will give you that much. So it was the 10th of April, 2010. It was the first ever game between the two sides. Um, 
So cast your minds back to 12 years ago. What was that score? And if you don't know, I will reveal the answer for you. Because the answer is, I'm just waiting to see if there's any alerts for the chat. Any alerts? No? I'm going to reveal the answer in three, two, one. It was a 3-2 defeat. Um, it was a, I think, oh, oh flip a neck. Completely forgot who the um, goal scorers were for uh, Thingy Me Bob. Um, oh, Sebastian LaRue, I think it was. Um, for Yes, good boy. It was 3-2. Um, didn't really see whether you came in before or after I said it. Um, but yeah, I think it was uh, LaRue who scored a hat-trick for Union. Uh, but for DC United, it was uh, Caranta and Jaime Moreno. Two of my favourite players that I've played. Sebastian Latou. That was it, not LaRue. That's a flipping band name. Oh, those are the days. LaRue was bulletproof. Check that out. Good to you. Um, Latou was really good in the MLS. Yeah, he's fantastic. What a player he was. Um, I remember signing him on for DC United on Football Manager. Absolutely brilliant. Loved having him in the team. Great player. Um, but yeah, Coranta and Jaime Moreno scores for DC back in 2010. So there you go. Um, that wraps things up uh, for this this week's episode. So thank you very much for joining in. Great in the chat. Loved it to bits. You guys, as always, help make the show what it is. Um, but you know, if you're not, not a member of DC UK, do come and join us. Um, just head over to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership. It's up on your screen right now, but it's also in the description. So click the link, completely free. But if you want to support the show in any way, um, go through and it'll go through to the paid option. You'll also get yourself a t-shirt. I'll get that ordered for you. It'll come with a name and number on the back as well. Um, it's fantastic. All the money goes towards the show. That's it. That's all that happens. So do come and join us. Um, but if there's any other way that you want to come and support us, um, there is a support button on there that takes you to merchandise, all the good things. Um, if you just want to help donate, there's a I think there's a link for buy me a coffee. Um, you can donate whatever you need to on there. Um, but last but not least, please do uh, subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube. But if you listen to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, and if you are on YouTube, give it a thumbs up because uh, it always helps. Um, but, you know, once again, thank you very much. If you just want to come and follow me on any of the socials, on Twitter, it's at DC United Kingdom. On Facebook, um, DC United Kingdom FC. And Instagram, it's DC UK FC. Um, please come and join in. Um, Instagram is all about the pictures um, and the stories. Facebook um, and Twitter tend to get the same sort of stuff, um, apart from the play-by-play, which is only on Twitter. So come and find me on there. Um, but that's it. Um, also, just a little shout-out for um, Motorik. I'm not going to cut myself off. I'm not going to do that. Um, but Motorik um, FC, uh, you'll have seen on my Twitter, um, they've got a raffle going on. They're basically help trying to raise funds for the team. Um, there is a 1999 MLS Cup um, finals 
jersey up for grabs. Um, it's a raffle. It is off the top of my head, uh, $40 for five tickets. Um, and let me just confirm that for you guys out there, but please do go and uh, enter. It's all for a great cause. It's supporting a local DC team, uh, $10 for a ticket or, uh, Forty dollars for five tickets. I'm in. I bought myself five tickets, so go and do the same thing. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you very much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, um, whether it's this live, thank you for live viewers. Thank you if you're watching after the fact. If you if you're into that, um, but yeah, until next time, far more united. Still want the act, not the ghost.